Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. Tonight I am joined by one Gerard Barrera. Oh, hello. Hello, my fellow nerds. Uh, hello. All right. Um, Was that a Cheech impression? Or no, <laughs> what are you I, going for with this? <laughs> I was going to go going for like a, like a Star Wars alien. Like, oh, hello. But I don't know. I only that picture you being okay. that, that guy from He's the garage. Watto. with Which one's Watto? That's what That's I was kind of thinking like about. That, yeah, it was kind of Watto. Yeah, yeah. Which one's Watto? The little blue guy that had Anakin as a slave. Yeah. Yeah, I was exactly thinking that with the nose <laughs> yeah. and everything, too. Yep. So um, and as everyone can uh, notice there, that's Theo Walski <laughs> with, with computer built. So. built and the very scary of turning it on when you don't know if everything's plugged in, which it was not. Oh my god! And that's why he <laughs> works for Walmart Computer Repair and not the Geek Squad at Best Buy. Rude! Oh. <laughs> so uh, if if I'm at Walmart, that means Walmart's computers is better than Geek Squad. Um, no. Yes. That was more like a self burn. Sure, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, how was uh, how was everybody's week? Well, my week was wonderful. I had I had a great few days off, which I started off with uh, going to Disneyland again, again, because I am a I am a pass holder now. I feel deja vu right now compared to last week. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> a few days off, Disneyland. Must yeah, I know. Hard, there's, there's must be a hard <laughs> life being Jerry. Damn. Yeah, it's kind of actually no. This this like I said, this you is have the, it so, so rough. So, I know I do. So so tough. I don't know what to do with myself. No, literally. There, like sometimes on my days off, I literally don't know what to do with myself because I usually I'm like working, so I feel like antsy. So it's uh, it's been kind of weird. It's weird, like going from super super busy to like this is our dead month. So I actually have like days off. Yeah, it's weird. Wow. So uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm just like take going with the flow. Taking it easy, and then going to Disneyland. <laughs> Just making us jealous. Oh, it was so much fun. It's yeah. always fun. Otherwise, with Matt and I actually like working, and Matt having a child and wife to take care of, uh, we didn't really get to relax as much as you. Oh yeah, sorry guys. Sorry to throw all that amazing energy towards you. Uh, uh, yeah, so how was your guys' week? What did you guys have to do? Uh, work. Oh, not too hard, I'm hoping. Work. <laughs> um, well, no, I mean, I did some work for the for the site. Got a couple articles written. Um, and there's some news that we've got to share at the end of the podcast. So I'll, I'll wait to cover that till later. Nice. Um, other than that, it was just, it was just work, you know? Actually got some actually got some gaming in. Kind of nice. What kind of gaming? What were you playing? What that's, were you that's for the end, good sir? That's for the end, As good we, sir, too. That's how we always so, just the fact that I actually got some gaming in, you know. Stop jumping the gun. I gotta I gotta try and beat my uh 
my time played for last, you know, for all of 2019. So might as well stop, you know, jump on it early. Uh, so. That's an easy goal. That would be an easy goal for me. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just play for one week and then we'll call it good for the yeah, year. bro. <laughs> yeah. So I did that whole PlayStation thing that uh, shows you how many hours you've had trophies and all that. My top game was Division Two. Of course. Shocker. Um, then followed by MLB The Show. Shocker. Mm-hmm. And then got, uh, Spider-Man. So I'm, I'm afraid huh. to see what mine is. I kind of thought uh, God of War would have been <laughs> third instead of Spider-Man. No, I spent a lot of time on Spider-Man. You got to think, though, Cody and I were playing that together. Oh, OK. Because I figured, I figured you got through the playthrough on Spider-Man pretty fast. No. No, because I did all the DLC, got all the suits, you know. So let's dive into it. Speaking of Spider-Man. Friday. So the trailer for Morbius starring Jared Leto dropped this week. Um, In it, we get to see a poster of Spider-Man in an alley that says murder all over it. Um, You also get to see the vulture in the trailer. Um, So what did you guys think of the trailer? Uh... Overall, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. I think, uh, I think Jared Leto is definitely a uh, bold choice. So it'll be interesting to see him on screen. Um, a little worried about Sony's association with the Marvel MCU. Um, so this is this is going to be a testament to like how serious they kind of take it. Mm. Yeah, there's there's thoughts of that this could be like a multiverse thing where because apparently I'd have to go back and rewatch the trailer. But I saw something where people were talking about the fact that the suit that's in the Spider-Man poster is the Sam Raimi suit. What poster? So in the alley, there's a poster that said that has Spider-Man. It says murderer on it. But. Some people were saying when you look closely at the suit, it's the actual original Sam Raimi suit. It's not the Tom Holland suit. Oh, I so that could be that could be an interesting tie in there. Possibly, Um, but to be perfectly honest, I I haven't heard any rumors about that even on like the big websites. Oh yeah, like the only things I've ever heard was. Part of the Sony deal was that the, uh, I guess now that they're going to be associated with the MCU through Mm Spider-Man. So they're sharing characters like Venom and uh, Vulture and obviously Morbius, but more characters are going to start coming into the Spider-Man MCU universe. So that's where the deal, I think, is finally coming into fruition, Mm -hmm. where everyone's like, oh, it wasn't just for a certain movie deal for, for Marvel. It was a shared universe to keep Spider-Man with Sony and Spider-Man in the MCU. But I haven't heard anything about multiverse versus other than the animated movie. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me though, if they try and go that route though. I mean, it is Mm -hmm. Sony, (laughs) you know, um, I mean, if they want to be lazy, then yeah, possibly, but 
they're I mean, I, Marvel really has, I think, say over the direction that they're going. Um, not Most necessarily, because Sony owns all the rights to all the characters within the Spider-Man universe. Which so, they can do whatever they want with, correct. but in order for that to happen, they need they need Marvel to say yes on the si- Spider-Man side. Therefore, no, they, they don't. The other, they do not have to. That, when it comes to the MCU and the direction of it, yeah, they have it, some sort of say. They have to in that sort of deal. My understanding of the deal was they were going to allow Marvel to have. Spider-Man for another what two movies? Two Avenger movies? Three. One or two movies or something like that. Um, but then they were gonna allow. Um, but the Sony still retains it, and then they were gonna basically Sony was gonna get uh, give up some of their cut. So. Yeah, that's what that's what my understanding was is that the the primary thing was um, Disney Marvel getting the ability to use the characters as they saw fit while cutting in Sony for a bigger piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, that still leaves, they, they, they still wouldn't leave it to Sony to create their own movies that eventually will have to tie in to the MCU. There has to be some sort of say between the both. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There has to be collaboration. Yeah, I think you will see collaboration if Sony's smart about it, because Spider-Man made them a ton of money. And oh, yeah. they've been the writing place, the coattails on, but they keep forgetting that Marvel is the reason that it's that successful. Yes, and I mean honestly, to the point too is is that outside of the PlayStation division, Sony's other divisions has been um, they've been know, lacking. Yeah. Yes, they've been losing their money, you know, losing money and whatnot. They, so. they just they just started recently, um, kind of dominating the uh, the DSLR market, the camera market again. Yeah, um, their sensors. I see a lot of people jumping over to Sony from Canon and Nikon. So yeah, um, and I mean, Sony makes the the cameras that are in the iPhones. So, mm-hmm. you know, their chip division has been good, but as far as TV, movies, their electronics division, they're still um, behind. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, with Morbius, do you so, think Jared Leto is better suited for Mobi- Morbius over Joker? Yes. Matt? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't like his Joker. I You didn't I like his Joker? I, I actually should not. <laughs> I cannot stand his Joker. Oh, I was actually a bit of a fan of his Joker. I thought he like did, I, I get it. I thought he did like, the insanity rather cool, well. It's a cool attempt, and everything that he came up with. Yeah, it's just it wasn't my cup of tea. It was still a good rendition of Joker, but it just wasn't my favorite. Like my favorite was Jack Nicholson, and then it goes, <laughs> which is a, like a millimeter close, is Heath Ledger. It was the mm-hmm. more tactical or like gangster. Um, uh, look that I loved about about the Joker. I mean, it all stems from Mark Hamill's rendition from the animated series. Like that's yeah. always going to be the ideal Joker was the one that was clever, chaotic, and like had that look. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about the Nicholson and, and Ledger Jokers. Were like 
they brought something to the table, but they also kept a, a lot of what Joker was. And uh, Jared Leto, Jared Leto really went off the rails with it, and I do like seeing that at times. Uh, it just, I don't know. It just didn't. It wasn't the greatest for me. Gotcha. I don't know, but I'm a little worried with the based off the trailer. I think it's too much of a push to try to give him a like full thorough origin story. Oh yeah, I think mm-hmm. they're just trying to spread the, it out a little too only much. Thing, the only thing that really worries slow. me. The only thing that really worries me, and the thing that I I think it's gonna ruin the movie is at the very end when you see like the part of his like part of his face yeah which was clearly CGI'd yeah i i am someone who is very much a fan of like practical makeup like yeah oh yeah absolutely like, like give, yeah like i want if you're going to be this like huge fantastical character yeah. you know i want to see you bring it to life so like with some makeup and practical like prosthetics like oh, yeah. i want to see your performance but when it comes to like all cgi that just ruins it for me like that's just so lazy to me so that's right. what worries me too i totally agree i mean i even watched um the old school planet of the apes recently and i'm like looking at the prosthetics i'm like this looks so good yeah it was it was ahead to of today like it's Back just then. so nice to see the uh, level of uh, interaction with the prosthetics was just amazing. So I think we need prosthetics back. That that should be nice. I, I think CGI has made it like, no, no, we'll just we'll just do we'll just throw throw a face on them or throw something on them. Like it's it's become more of a niche thing when it should it should be like the, your first move mm-hmm. is using practical makeup because it's just it makes it so much better. But yeah. So that's the one thing that I'm kind of worried about. If, unless like we were still seeing him transition and like morph into the vampire, like okay, like maybe they'll start having him in prosthetics. Hopefully, in by like the second trailer, we'll see something more. But if nice. it's all CGI, I'm already not going to be a fan. I mean, I also, honestly, I, with the tech they've been doing with mocap and everything, I can see it being CGI. Yeah, really, definitely. Like, I mean, it's it's faster. It's cheaper, technically, uh, and everything. But Actually, I, yeah. one big thing that I'm really hoping doesn't happen, is, especially with Jared Leto's acting as well as the writing, is I hope they don't make Morbius really melodramatic like in the Spider-Man the Animated Series. Um, that's interesting. Uh, to be quite, perfectly I, honest, I th- I kind of get that vibe from the trailer, though. I do too, and that's what I don't yeah. want to happen. Like he was so melodramatic in the animated series, the way he wrote it, and it was just so bad. Like to, for him to be a villain, like he wasn't a villain at all yeah. in that animated series to me. Like like, why are you afraid of this guy at all? Like there's nothing to him. So I don't I don't know. That's what I'm worried about. I really want them to make him a little bit harder. Yeah. So now let's let's talk about Sony's other kind of project that's in the works that I've said needs to just be put to death. <laughs> um, they're now targeting their what seventh director mm. in Ruben yep. Fleischer, who directed Venom. Speaking of Spider-Man um, and Zombieland Double Tap. Cool. Which, you want to go get somebody else? I did. 
can we just I mean whoever's fronting the money like definitely really wants this movie to be made somebody's fronting quite a bit of money and they Especially must if you have, really well, love Uncharted in order to do this well the moment that you I mean you have Tom Holland uh, attached to it and now what and, and Mark Wahlberg right yeah Mark yeah. Wahlberg is supposed to be playing Sully I don't okay, really think so. are either two big enough names to go through seven directors for a project. Like, yes, they're uh, big, they're popular names, but not necessarily big names. You know what I mean? Uh, no, I disagree. I think one is super re- relevant right now to the point where you can't ignore it. For now. And, true. E- even though I, I, I like Tom Holland. Um, and the other one, Mark Wahlberg, yeah, he's a big enough name. I mean, in in Hollywood, he's you know he's a he's a name. I would give him that, yeah. Say so. I you know I'd still think that it's just the project has gone through so many directors, uh, so it many rewrites. Totally die. It needs to die. Yeah. Uh, Either that too, too much or bad, bad juju has has like come onto this project. Like no, let it let it collect some dust. Yeah. Like maybe the right person will finally come along and write a better script or something. Like put it back in development. That's There's too much just... going on now. It's now it now it feels forced. Where like we're in I think, for a Tuesday. I, <laughs> I think it was forced five directors ago. You go, oh yeah, 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 totally. But now like we're in for a doozy if it finally gets a director. It gets greenlit. It's gonna start filming. Like oh crap, they like somebody caved. Somebody caved and somebody just like well, somebody got so a blank check. <laughs> let's talk about we could talk about somebody caving and getting a blank check with uh, Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. So the director of the uh, interesting Ryan Reynolds version of Green Lantern movie, Greg Berlanti, is going to be directing a Green Lantern show for HBO Max. It is said to be about two different Green Lanterns on Earth. So um, one's definitely John Henry. So it's John Henry and Hal Jordan. No, you mean John Stewart. John Stewart, yeah. Yeah. John Stewart and Hal Jordan. It has to be. Um the two most popular they, characters. They haven't said who they are. Um there's some fan theories out there because Greg's been guiding the Arrowverse through everything. Uh-huh. Which <laughs> In my opinion, Anyways. after the fourth season, he just, it, like they just dropped of the ball. Arrow and yeah, he's got Arrow. He's been doing Flash, which I've lost interest in Flash. Um, Supergirl, but is the only one of the only shows that have stayed strong. I, I've heard it's Flash, which is yes. Flash. Flash, Flash and Flash Super, Supergirl. Yeah, uh, but uh, Supergirl, Supergirl, as as of like this past season and yeah. and like last season. Have lost a little muster, but Supergirl was as when it started, it was on the top for a while. Um, but the theory, some of the fan theories, is that because of that connection, that the character of John Diggle, yeah, could actually be a Green Lantern oh. because his stepdad in the show is yeah. last name Stewart. True. So it's not an exact hard leap to get there. Mm. He would fit uh-huh. the part. Um, but 
Also for HBO Max, it was announced that um, there's going to be a three-part Aquaman animated miniseries. Big whoop. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, I'm like, so that tells me if they're putting those shows on HBO Max, that tells me that DC Universe is, or whatever that streaming app is called, is probably on its way out completely. Thank God. Because I know Warner Brothers is wanting to spin up their own. Of course. So we'll see what happens. Now, speaking of DC Universe and Arrowverse, in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Ezra Miller's Flash showed up as a cameo. Yeah, that was interesting. And Warner Brothers went to the showrunners and said, we would like him to be in this. They never went to Warner to say, hey, we want a minute. That's interesting. Huh. Huh. That's I mean, interesting. I, I don't so know if that's still, rather a smart move or not. <clears throat> well, they're still kind of – I think that's kind of their – them saying like, hey, the DCU is like still alive. We're still – all these people are still who they – are supposed to be uh, even you know even a few weeks ago when Cavill was being interviewed uh, for The Witcher, they even asked um, like, "Hey, dude, straight up, like, are you still Superman? Like, he's like, um, yeah, I I can't really say, but never say." Never. I I think there's hope. I think yeah. I think Warner and him are talking about it. However, that being said, there was an article I saw last week that they're thinking about going with Michael B. Jordan as Superman. Michael B. Really? Jordan? Yeah. It's Superman? Let's just throw out origin story altogether and just go with that. I mean, honestly, what? I think Warner Brothers should really pay attention to what happened with Fantastic Four when you mess with the entire setup. Well... Technically, I mean, like, I don't want technically to be the same. like, I don't because there there's a version, there was a version that ran uh, in Marvel that uh, there was a there was a black Human Torch and a white Invisible uh, yeah. Girl where they had a, they were a mixed race family, right? So that technically was true in the really shitty. I've never heard of a story or different alternate universe of a black Superman. Let's look at it from this perspective, though, is that you have Michael B. Jordan played Johnny Storm in that Fantastic Four. Now they want him to be Superman. Yeah, I, I and you had Chris Evans played Johnny Storm and went on to be Captain America. I think they're just trying to copy a little bit of formula from Marvel or from that. And I don't think in this case uh, it'll go over. I don't well. think so. I don't think, I don't think it'll Jordan do Jordan is the 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 image for that. Like, I mean, uh, I think it was by hap- kind of by happenstance that like Chris Evans defined an image of Captain America, and I don't think with how profound an image of Superman that Michael B. Jordan can make one himself. To me, he's not. I don't. I don't think he's got the, like the presence. Not for that character. For Superman, that's just. I mean, I can see him playing. I can see him playing a character like that. Um, I don't think. I, I don't see think him. he has the strength because, like, I mean, even with how he looked in Creed, like, yeah, that was. 
I would admit that it was a strong performance, but that image would not translate into Superman in my book. Really? Really? Mm-mm. I don't. I don't, I don't I think. He, think I don't, so. Mm-mm. No, it was like just the how. Like, granted, he did his <laughs> best to pro- provide like confidence and pride, and really be like uh, um, something to give people hope and everything. But like, there was nothing to me from Creed for like that. Like, yeah, he was strong. He did something for his family, for himself and everything like that in order to make up for his dad's death. But like, no, it's not going to translate into Superman in my book. Mm-mm. So. Mm. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the gaming world where it's been a week of sad news. Honestly, it was only yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Or, or is it bittersweet? Uh, is no, it because no. hold on. Hold, no? let, let's go over this, Jerry, because it's not bittersweet for you because we still got everything and your bet was still wrong. Maybe it's bittersweet for your wallet for a little while. No, no. Since, since, since no. it's only pre, since it's only we'll pre-order, it's pre-order. So, what we're talking about, folks, is the first announcement that came out yesterday was that Final Fantasy VII remake is being delayed. <laughs> in dun, dun, in a statement dun. from uh, Yoshinori Kitase, the producer of Final Fantasy VII remake. He said, we know that so many of you are looking forward to the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake and have been waiting patiently to experience what we have been working on. In order to ensure we deliver a game that is in line with our vision and the quality that our fans who have been waiting for deserve, we have decided to move the release date to April 10th, 2020. So it's only moving back five weeks. We're making this tough decision in order to give ourselves a few extra weeks to apply final polish to the game and to deliver you with the best possible experience. I, on behalf of the whole team, want to apologize to everyone, as I know this means waiting for the game just a little bit longer. Thank you for your patience and continued support. I'm okay with this. I am. But the thing is, though, like, the internet has blown up and gone batshit crazy over this. It's like, oh my god, we're giving, they want five more weeks? Nobody, nobody blew up at Naughty Dog when they wanted to push back Last of Us 2 two months. You know, um, now here's the problem with this, though, Theo, you say it's light on. It's going to help the wallet. It's delayed. So, no, 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 so, no. I no. mean, it's not coming it's, out of your wallet for an extra five weeks, um, yep. except so for it coming it's coming out, Jerry. You know, it will. But they put it between um, on four three. We have Resident <sighs> Evil three coming out. And on 416, Cyberpunk comes out. Aww. So not only did they move it out of their fiscal year, 2019, uh, they've now are putting it up against Cyberpunk directly. Which, and I, Resident Evil. I, which I would foresee them easily beating. At least with um, Cyberpunk. I'm sorry, I was not overly impressed with Cyberpunk nearly as much as Jerry was. <laughs> I I think they're going to be going toe-to-toe. I am not planning to get Cyberpunk at this time, so Jerry will have to be the one to tell us how it is. Yes, you can tell us about the Keanu. Keanu! <laughs> I mean, what was, it? What, what was it? You're beautiful. Yes. You're, you're breathtaking. Beautiful. 
Oh, there you go. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, so I am, I'm perfectly okay with it. You know, how, how did it, that hurt your wallet more though? Like you're, it sounded like you were trying to say I've already got your paid, wallet for I've already got them paid for. It's just that for some people that ha, that are just doing like a $5 pre-order, right? You've got yeah. all of those, um, all right together. So some people are going to now decide, hey, I'm going Resident Evil. I'm going with Cyberpunk or I'm going with Final Fantasy. I, for one, I've had Final Fantasy 7 pre-ordered for a couple months. So it's, the money's already gone. And I pre-ordered Resident Evil 3 a couple weeks ago. So I'm actually going to wait on uh, Res 3. You know, I've never played it. So I'm going to give it a shot. It's the, one of well, the, I guarantee you, there, the, like... That whole that whole resident, what is it? That Resident Evil, like, um, like it's kind of like their new production company, or like uh, their their new like kind of phase that they're going through. That family pack, or like whatever they're saying, hmm. Resident Evil um, renewed or whatever. Um, this is kind of like their more and more. Of these are going to start coming out. So like their start okay. was with two. And yeah. then now they're they're coming out with three, but a lot of them are going to play like what we just played. Like they're going back to basics, but they're like redoing their whole line. I think. Um, I don't see a okay, problem with that. that. No, I don't. I don't either. I'm just saying, like, I think expect the same kind of gameplay, but like everything's going to be revamped and looking good, and uh, it's going to be like a whole new kind of like Resident Evil Two. It's going to be like just as awesome. Mm-hmm. So I don't think. Uh, I don't think you have anything to worry about there, but yeah, I think it's going to be fun, but I'm going to wait on it. I still have some games I want to finish on my backlog and that's not like mm-hmm. a huge priority for me. So uh, I'm going to just wait and yeah, and that month <laughs> I'm going to be getting two games. So yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. But to Jerry's point is it's like we've, we've, heard this song and dance before with square enix you know they did it with i, I Kingdom believe Hearts. it's coming out i just think you know it's a little ironic and bittersweet yeah and we can we <laughs> but, can talk we can talk more a little offline too about it but uh yeah so let's let's talk about the other game from square enix that oh, got geez. announced for uh pushing back and that is avengers and it Which has been delayed from <laughs> well, this is going to help Jerry because it's it's moving from May to September, so it's getting a whole four months pushback. Well, that's um, cool. I can say so the heads of time. yeah, the co-heads of Crystal Dynamics, Scott Amos and Ron Rosenberg, came out with this for the fans. It said to our fans at Crystal Dynamics, our ambition has always been to deliver the ultimate Avengers gaming experience. In order to achieve that goal, we have made the difficult decision to move the release date of Marvel's Avengers to September 4th, 2020. As fans ourselves, it's an honor and a privilege to work with these legendary characters, and we know what these superheroes mean to us and true believers around the world. When we set out to bring you our vision for Marvel's Avengers, We committed to delivering an original story-driven campaign, engaging co-op, and compelling content for years to come. 
To that end, we will spend this additional development time focusing on fine-tuning and polishing the game to the high standards our fans expect and deserve. Worldwide teams working on Marvel's Avengers. Sincerely appreciate the support you've shown us. We thrive on your enthusiasm and feedback, and we can't wait to show you more. We apologize for the delay. We're confident it will be worth the wait. Um, I'm surprised they only did it four months. I, I, I kind of agree, especially what we saw at E3. Well, we saw at E3, and there's a lot of people that would agree with on us. It it looked horrible in terms of visual visual speaking. But I thought that was just like for a, a quick tech demo. I didn't um, think that was the final product. With, it was alpha, dude. Dude, that was alpha. That was alpha? That was yeah. alpha. They don't ever show anything pre-alpha at E3. No. That was an actual yeah. playthrough of the beginning area. Yeah. Uh, yeah the only terrible. thing that was on point was the voice acting. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, oh, wow. Which isn't necessarily actually, well, a bad thing for a game in general, but maybe for the Avengers game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm totally on board with that. I, on Overall, in general, when it comes to, like, delays... I'm all for it. That just means the game is getting more tightened up. You know? Yeah, I'm, but I'm fine in a with case it. like this, though, I mean, honestly. I, with, with the Avengers, that's scary because now, now people are going to start to question, like, holy crap, how, like, was this game, like, properly, like, is it going to do justice to Avengers? Is it actually going to be a good game? Like, a lot of people are going to start asking these questions now. Mm-hmm. But, at the same, but at the same time for me it's like what for i feel like in any game like you're never going to be hap- perfectly happy like a game is never going to be perfect mm-hmm. and if you're always going to keep on pressing back just to make more tweaks and tweak it and continue to tweak it then like when does it yeah. stop exactly and oh, i think true and, and i think on something like this Crystal Dynamics come to expect a certain level of fidelity from the picture and and everything. And to get what we saw coming from the house that reinvented Laura Croft, it is disappointing. And I hope they use they're able to just turn this thing around and not have it postponed even further, Um, especially when you're releasing it even that much closer to the end of a life cycle of a system. You've got PS5 and Xbox Series X due out in November and you're releasing a no. service game at the end of the cycle. So now speaking of E3, here's where the other part of it came in yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. And there's now a little tit for tat war going on between Sony and ESA, the uh, presenters of E3. So, in a in a really good article from uh, Michael McWhorton um, from Polygon, he covered both sides and got statements from both both sides of the house. So, um, let's look at Sony's statement. So, after thorough evaluation, SIE, uh, which also stands for um, Sony Interactive Entertainment, has decided not to participate in E three twenty twenty. 
We have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. We will build upon our global event strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Our focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup of titles coming to PlayStation 4, and with the upcoming launch of PlayStation 5, we are truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans. So, shocker. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's disappointing, but I can, for the direction Sony's taken, I can absolutely see it. And it doesn't surprise me. Um, uh, agreed, but also like still very disappointed. It you know is, I- but when you find out, like I was listening to the kind of funny games daily um, from the other day when they were talking about this, and Imran Khan, who used to work at Game Informer, um, brought up a very good point: is that when you get up for these studios that. Um, or companies right, like Microsoft, Nintendo, and everything, and they, they get these spaces. I mean, they're spending 60, 70, 80, up near $100 million for the space, for the for the convention, oh. um, staff, the conferences. You know, that's a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the position that they're in, I would say right now, that's true. Yeah. Like, why would we, like, no, that's, like, we can save money on that. Now, we, can, we know- I get that. I know Sony has, is more about wanting to still keep it more of an industry show. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, let's look at ESA's response. And I mm-hmm. think it lines up kind of with what Sony's kind of thinking about the show now is E3 right. is a signature event celebrating the video game industry and showcasing the people, brands and innovations, redefining entertainment loved by billions of people around the world. E3 2020 will be an exciting, high-energy show featuring new experiences, partners, exhibitor spaces, activations, and programming that will entertain new and veteran attendees alike. Exhibitor interest in our new activations is gaining the attention of brands that view E3 as a key opportunity to connect with video game fans worldwide. I.e., they're turning it into a big marketing campaign because we talked about this months ago on the podcast about their proposal. And one of the things was basically trying to sell people things while they're in line for game demos. Uh And I think Sony is looking at it as, Hey, we want this to be about the industry. We want people to get their hands on things that are going to be able to talk about things and get it spread out there versus E3 because it's been declining for years. And I mean, come on, we all talked about it and agree. And what we've been saying is agreeing with a lot of what, media said was day three was empty oh yeah and we yeah, could pretty much go see whatever we wanted aside from nintendo which they had lines for all their games but you had the the ticketing system and whatnot so um i think here's my thing is i think ea is, or not ea but esa rather um with e3 is looking at kind of wanting to be like a pax where it's more fan-centric, but I think they're taking the corporate side of it way too much. Um, and 
I know they talk about going with an app to, to sign up for demos and everything, which I think is a great thing if it's executed at the level that Nintendo did last year. But if it's executed at the level that Sony did when they first did it, um, awesome. we're not going to see anything because it's no. going to crash and everybody's going to get in on the demos and, and whatnot. So uh-huh. um, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how E3 is this year. I mean, from some of the short the the show floor plans, I saw, well, I wasn't impressed with it because you're losing more space for games. And now you're making these little hubs where you're going to have like celebrities coming in and pitching a certain game and, and pretending they like it and play it. And, you know, and what the heck do they mean by activations? Yeah, I don't know. I, I oh. still I still miss the days when it was industry or it was more industry uh focus on because like so so one yes i understand like yes they want to do some sort of system to better accommodate the larger uh fan base and the larger um uh attendance but i mean at the same time when it was just industry and they didn't have to worry about the the uh, the attendance as much like it was a better experience in my book like i didn't need to work E3 like it was a Comic-Con where I needed to only pick out just what I wanted to see mm-hmm. and completely ignore everything else. Whereas like past E3s, I just got to be able to see everything. I got to walk the floor so many times and still be able to see every little thing that I wanted. Uh, especially like um, when Destiny was first coming out, that was a great year. Um, when um, Horizon Zero Dawn, that was a great year. And, that was the that was yeah. the Zelda year. Yeah. Exactly. And, Breath and of I the mean, Wild. Oh man, yeah, that year was that year was great. Well, yeah, it was great. But I mean, at the, and then just to increase this whole like public uh, being a public and increasing the amount of passes that are available. <laughs> they're trying. That. They're trying to compete with like like san diego comic-con ten thousand more tickets are going to be sold for the public this year and you can't do that with like you're going you're even if it's just for the fans like kind of messing with your experience you're messing with the experience of the companies showing up too like you're you're overloading them like they have to hire more people to run their booths and and crowd control as much as possible with people it's just such a cluster at times and that really hurts both sides the fans and the companies and one of the things they're talking about for this year is that they're going to have day one be media only day two and three would be for industry and gamer passes which I think is great for the industry and for them because we know the hardship of trying to get in line with media being able to cut right in front. Yeah. Correct. <clears throat> I agree, so, but uh, I think for the for a while that uh, I, I think this year was going to determine whether or not uh, E3 was truly on the decline when one of the big three are leaving, and I honestly thought they were going to come back because they actually had something to promote, but. I I did not think of the further future of like why they would want to stay on their own because one it is cheaper than going to E3 dealing with all that instead of setting up your own and then controlling all of that right as a whole 
honestly, which is, which for, is a good idea for me this year. If if rumors are true, we may be getting the pre, the PlayStation reveal next month because February of 2013 is when PS4 was revealed. Um, if Sony were to come out and say, "Hey, this is what we're doing." Here's the release. Here's all of this other stuff. And by the way, we're going to do PlayStation Experience at some point in the year. After what E3 was last year and knowing kind of what E3 is thinking about doing this year, I might actually say, you know what? Let's just do the weekend PlayStation Experience. I'm totally down. I'm totally down. Totally down. And, And that's the thing is like. E3, yes, we look forward to this thing every year, and we have been going since 2014. But as a group, I just look at it as E3 is not the experience it was, like Theo was talking about a couple years ago. It's just not. No. And I think it's because those from the industry and even the media, they know what E3 was. They know what it is. But the second they started introducing gamers into it, it became a cluster. It became them trying to do cosplay and show up dressed as, you know, different video game characters. They don't understand how lines work. It's called right. if if the line moves, you move. That's just the way it is, you know. And that's the other, yeah, that's you the know? other thing. It's like I think Theo was right that they're trying to go like the Comic-Con route where Comic-Con has the venue to handle that huge, yeah. you know, forum of, of uh, like, of people. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. Well, <laughs> Just yeah, a little well, bit. now. I, I mean, mean, there's but for, technically for years room, now, but that, that Marvel booth that we went to this past year was intense. Like, yeah. I mean, there wasn't a square inch of space oh, in between no. people in that entire booth. Oh, no. I, I don't even think we ever got into the booth. No, we did not. No. But all, but what I'm saying is like for years they have they have the experience of dealing with that kind of massive crowd right. and 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 as it's been growing for years so they've they have the experience. Uh, E3 has only ever had pretty much the the LA Convention Center, which they have to understand their their space, and they're not even utilizing all of the space. Like right. the hallways, like all those uh, empty meeting rooms, like that. You could have media there and and structure meetings and stuff like that too. But um, it it they're they're opening their doors too wide, accepting too much, and yeah. not handling the you know the the volume well. I so, totally uh, agree. Because I yeah. mean, like 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 you said with setup, like with even doing um, the the media thing like even take a note from ces ces every almost every single vendor has a separate setup in the hotel for media only and everything else on the floor is is separate and open for everybody else but they have exclusive stuff for media in the hotel and separate rooms so that way it's so much easier like why not have something like that? You have that space in that giant long <laughs> hallway that we walk to between halls yeah. that have so many offices. And there's all they have one. are banners. All they have are banners. And they you know, don't utilize that downstairs area at all. Here's another thing I miss about E3. Swag. Yeah, there's Yeah, there's swag. nothing. I mean, the second they started introducing gamer passes was the second we started seeing the decline in swag. 
you can't blame them because I mean, like, you're not going to give that much swag out to that many people. Well, yeah, but then they turned around and they started putting their own individual stores on the show floor to sell their merchandise. <laughs> which was the again, you can't blame which them was, that yeah, either. Which was no, a smart idea, I get but, like, eventually. But I love the fact that like that first year we went, I came home with what ten shirts and a yeah. whole bunch of other stuff. I mean, yeah. last year ten shirts, game codes, like free yeah. demos, shaders. Like, Yes. I mean, emblems for Destiny, you know, yeah. which I still rock that emblem the whole time I played Destiny 1. But here's the thing is, like, last year, most of the stuff I came home with, like, wearables, was from the Ubisoft store. And I paid for yeah, it. Yeah, you, you purchased them. Yeah. yeah. So it's it'll be interesting. You know, we're... To our listeners, you know, we are going to try and get media passes so that way we can partake in everything, um, regardless of what the changes are. Um, but if not, then, you know, as of right now, we are planning to be at E3. You know, we'll and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so with that being said. Let's start this off with Jerry, Mr. Yep. He actually lost his beanie, maybe because he was trying to make his soup cozy. Um, what have you been playing? What was, what I love that you bring playing? back the soup cozy for his bowl. Okay, Newman and I were talking about it at work too. Uh, so it's, it's so got to be a thing at some point. I mean, like we gotta like patent it right now. Like soup cozy. <laughs> it really is. I had to. I, I, it was hot. <laughs> it really was funny. But yeah. Um. Well, as you know. Uh, there have been a few comments from Matt and Jason, who is not with us, uh, that they have, you know, platinumed a certain game that I happen to love and and have adore um, that fi- that came out or um, a while ago. It's called God of War. So I have been. I don't replaying. think I've ever heard of it. I don't think I've heard of it. Are you, are you sure? Are you, I mean, uh, like, the, like, sure? This, like this shirt, like I, th- I think it was just given to me. I don't know what it means. <laughs> uh, I have been Is really that an Omega symbol that you're wearing on your your? Oh, I thought it. Was, I thought it was just an O with like little legs, or like it was squished flat a little bit at the bottom. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And the symbols in inside. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was wear and tear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have been. I have re. I am replaying God of War right now, along with um, trying to finish Sword. There's well, so I, much Pokemon to I, catch. I will give you props that you did start it fresh and that you're already past your first Valkyrie. Yeah, I will That's give you props hard, for that. Okay, well, you're talking to somebody that didn't play it, so never mind. Whatever. You need what, to try to be nice, man. Yeah. <laughs> Why you gotta nice. be attacking Jerry all the time? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> because the whole reason he had to start from scratch is because he forgot how to play the game. <laughs> he needed the tutorials again. That's Which not if Cor- true. If, if Corey Barlog heard that, he would be disappointed in you. That's right, because it's not true. <laughs> I just restarted the game because I wanted it fresh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bro. Okay. One Valkyrie down. Whole lot to go. One down. Come okay, come talk ready. to come talk to us when you beat the queen. I will. I saying. will, because it'll be soon. How soon? I don't know. 
know. Are we talking? Are we talking? I mean, you got enough time off, dude. I think you can do it. Yeah, I got enough time. I'm, I'm are we talking before Cyberpunk? Oh, totally. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, I would hope so. I was, I was thinking like end of the month or like <laughs> at least next month. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to take my time on this. Like there are other games coming out, baby. I got a. <laughs> there is. Like I got some. Yeah, I got timelines. Due dates. Theo, did you get any uh, gaming in? I surprisingly got a good number of stuff in. I had like little tidbits. So I did a little bit of Destiny. Uh, the dawning was ending, so I didn't really do much with that because it was like, oh, I'm rushing for something that's not really going to give me anything. Uh, I've been playing some Sword. Uh, I played a little bit of Shovel Knight, a little bit of Wonder Boy, uh, as well as Luigi's Mansion. I've been I've been nitpicking a little bit. I've been that's good. Here or there. Getting your wheels greased a little there. Yeah, Getting good. Get going. So, how you think? How you like in Luigi's Mansion? Oh, I mean, for it being the first Luigi's Mansion that I've been legit playing, it's a lot. Of fun, I right? love Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. I wish I, I wish I had really played it on the cube when it was out. It, it really plays on yeah. my completionist like self because I want to find every gem. I, I like, I'm blowing and. Uh, like using my vacuum on on everything I can, like everywhere. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I, but that's like, what I also like about it that it's still pretty confined, so you're not like in a huge open world. And yeah, like yeah, trying yeah. To Like, oh my god, I have to check is. all of this crap. Like, no, it only like, takes you 15 seconds to clear the room, and then you yeah. can move on. Yeah. Wait till uh, wait till floor nine. Oh jeez! <laughs> have you have you still oh, not floor, gone back is, to it? Is floor nine the one that the rage quit? Yeah, floor nine is the rage quit. <laughs> have, you, have you still not gone back to it? No, I have not. Oh man, that's hilarious! I I'm have kind, not. Now I'm kind of interested. I want to get back to it now. So I mean, honestly, I got to say this. I mean, because Pokemon came out at the same time too, so I was I moved and focused on that. But I mean. We've talked about this. My Switch hasn't been used for gaming in a month, wow, month and a half. Yeah. Um, I moved back to playing stuff on PlayStation, then I got the Vita for Christmas. Um, so, like Theo, I was I played a lot of Shovel Knight. Um, I am on the final three levels for Shovel Knight. Nice. I just got the trophy for all relics armor and blade upgrades oh nice um plus a few more um the trophies so been having fun with that um played a little more hue um a little final fantasy 3 still up a little um what do you want to hear keep going and i jumped back into ace combat Ugh, no that's gonna little, take a, uh, that's gonna start taking up time now I don't know what you you're know. looking for, Jerry. What Dude, are you, looking you and I for? should be looking for this and every conversation. And I, how far he is. So Jack and Dexter? Yes, of course. Um <laughs> I haven't played that really anything because ah, I've man. just been trying to play other things. Um now I did download, I did Ace spend Combat, the, it's gonna take a lot of time now, bro. Well, there's the show. I'm getting <laughs> I need to play Death Stranding, and there's a reason why I need to kind of move oh, out of that because I I oh, tried yeah, firing it up and playing a little bit while we were doing the podcast, but it is it's too hard to focus on us and do BTs at the same time. So yeah. um but I need to play that. 
And then I've been playing the show. Um, I still need to start up Outer Wilds, see how that game is. So I have a backlog list, and I'm glad that you will they decided always have to a backlog list. move Final Fantasy VII back to April, because then I have a chance to catch up. Um, but you're getting, but you're getting um, uh, Final Destination Three. Or no, wait. Why am I blanking on there? Animal why Crossing? am I butchering this? Um, Animal Crossing is pre-ordered. No, not Animal Crossing. Um, I Resident Evil Three is pre-ordered. Thank you, Resident Evil. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven is pre-ordered, and that's it. That's oh, and last the oh, sorry, and I've got the MLB the Show in March. That's pre-ordered, and Last of Us Two is pre-ordered as well. Yeah, so I got a lot of stuff pre-ordered. Um, but the reason I really need to kind of get back into Death Stranding and and stop just messing around doing just deliveries <laughs> and actually kind of start advancing the game is because on our next podcast we are going to have a special guest uh mr diehard man himself tommy earl jenkins is going to be joining us and crashing game night so we are taking we're going to do like a q a session with him like we did with john bentley like we've done with all our prior guests um so Go ahead if you could either, you know, you can make a comment on SoundCloud. Uh, head on over to Twitter on either at CGN podcast or at CGN underscore Matt. Um, look at the post or for uh, Tommy being on and ask your question there. Uh, for those that follow us on Facebook, uh, head over, check our post out there, ask your question there. And we will try to get as many questions in as we can. Um, now, of course, if he has a project that has an NDA, we can't talk about it. But from all the questions I'm seeing so far, which there's, I mean, there's a lot. Um, everything's Death Stranding. <laughs> so, um, it's fair. It, fair enough. So we look forward to having him on the podcast talking about, you know, how it was, how it was like to just make death stranding i mean with how beautiful that game is and the mocap um what it was like to work with you know norman reedus and hideo kojima um you know so i i am really excited for for next week um and excited for our fans that we were able to start our first guest of 2020 with tommy earl jenkins um we have i'm already working on uh, another probably about half dozen guests for you guys as well. Um, so as soon as we get some things finalized there, as far as dates and whatnot, we'll get those shared out as well. Um, so yeah, that's our, that's our big news <laughs> for tonight for you guys for next week. So, um, real quick before we go and call it a night, um, Jerry, I, I do want to oh, no. read a a listener comment. <laughs> is it is it doing? Um, <laughs> and this is goes back to our episode fifty five, which was the Rise of Final Fantasy remake leaks. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Um, and he said, "Great start to the year." 
And I don't know if Jerry and fashion should be used in the same sentence. I have seen what he wears on his head. (laughs) (laughs) And then, oh, it gets better. It gets better. So, Newman. And then at the end of the podcast, he said, you can take it to the bank. Which oh, you no, and I were no. kind of, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we were questioning it anyways, but he did say, you know, I took it to the bank, Jerry, but they said it wasn't worth anything. Oh, <laughs> that was a solid burn. That was a solid burn. So, yeah, and last week when we were talking about the the new switch and stuff like that, um, he did bring up that it said. Uh, Sounds like that Nintendo is just making their next iteration of the Wii as opposed to being another portable, which yeah, which he, it kind of it yeah, sounds like it. So, yeah. but yes, it's it's great to see Newman back. <laughs> yes. Start this year, <laughs> and I look that forward was a solid to burn. another I'm another year. I'm, I'm just happy I'm still not on the receiving end of Newman yet. <laughs> Well, you never know after this podcast, you might. I know. <laughs> Newman, I will stay on your good side for as long as possible. <laughs> but I will not change myself. Uh-oh. So, yeah. That was funny. But, yeah, folks, uh, make sure to head on over to Twitter. Um, respond to the posts. Ask those questions you want to ask of Tommy Earl Jenkins. Um, we try and fit in as many as, many as we can. Um and some of them are very similar in what they're asking. So I think we're going to be able to get some really good answers out of him. And for everybody, I want to thank you for crashing game night with us tonight. If you like what you heard, as always, make sure to leave those comments, subscribe on the platform of your choice. And, uh, you know, follow us on the social media, crashinggamenight.com. Give you our Twitter handles. We've got the Facebook page as well. I want to say everyone be excellent to each other and stay, Dave Frosty. So I would like to say this. I will see you later, my nerds. Goodbye. TTFN, ta-ta for now, nerds. All right. Good night, everybody.